You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about how many hours a week an owner should be working in their business. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed on over to Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners, and you've joined that Facebook group if you're a gym owner. If you are a coach and a coach owner, head over, head on over to All Star Coaches and Owners and join that page. And check out nextgenowners.com if you have not yet. Although if you haven't yet, you clearly haven't been listening to the podcast for very long. Check out everything we have to offer on there. You can also see our upcoming conferences uh, and get a link to the conference page so you can get registered for our conferences. Our next conference, we actually have a one-day conference in Baltimore uh, at the time that this is recording, but it's pretty much sold out. And then our next big conference, our two-day conference, is in San Diego in January. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We've got coaches Uh, tracks, junior coaches tracks, owners tracks, managers tracks. We got all sorts of learning for everyone in your gym. So you've got to check out our conference in San Diego in January. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And last but not least, please like, share, review this podcast, help the algorithm, help this podcast get in front of more people who could appreciate the content, who need to hear this message and need to make their gym the best version they can. Now, this is a common topic we hear from our owners where they're discussing their their work-life balance. And in fact, it's not just from cheer gym owners. You hear this all the time. It's all over social media. It's all over TikTok and YouTube and other you know podcasters and people are talking about work-life balance. And I've even talked a little bit about it in other episodes as well. So how many hours a week should you be working in your business? Like, What is the right amount and who is giving you the right advice between all of these different people on YouTube, people on TikTok and what you read online and and everything else because everyone has an opinion on what you should be doing and you know you should be working no more than 5 hours a day or no more than 1 hour a day or no more than uh, or you should be working 52 hours a day, right? There's all these different kind of schools of thought into how much you should be working in your business as an owner. And so we're going to dive into my advice and what I think you should be doing as an owner in terms of working in your business. Now, I say all that and now I'm going to give myself the ultimate um, lawyer uh, trainer answer, which is, well, it depends. And the first thing you have to do is you have to determine what phase of your business you are in, right? There are a couple different phases of business, and that's going to directly impact how many hours you should be working on your business. Um, are you in the building phase where you are not yet where you want to be from a financial standpoint? You're not yet where you want to be from an enrollment standpoint, and you're really building that business. You're getting to a point where um, it is successful, and you're you need you can hire more staff. You have that revenue. You have those those things going on in the gym uh, or in your business that you're ready to start to um, 
hire more people and get more people involved and take some things off of your plate. And if you're in that building phase of your business, then unfortunately, the answer is you should be working in your business a lot. You should be working uh, on your business. You should be working in a given week uh, as many hours as you possibly can without neglecting your outside responsibilities. Because there is a point in time in running a business that you have to hustle. And if you don't hustle, there is going to be someone who's willing to out-hustle you and uh, they're going to get more business. And now there's a difference between the you know uh, grind and grind, grind, grind and push, push, push culture and working the right amount but you're going to be working more than eight hours a day, most likely. If you're in this building phase, if you're getting started, um, or if you're in the phase in your business where maybe you've been in business for a long time, but we're building a new program or we're building something new, you're going to be working a lot. You are going to be working a lot of hours on your business. You're not going to have an amazing balance, but you have to determine what phase you're in. And are you trying to build this to be something really amazing? Or are you just you know, are you just having a side hobby? And if you're having a side hobby, then that's a different story. But even then, I would say in the building phase, you need to be working at least seven to eight hours a day and probably more than that. Like most owners in that building phase as you're learning everything and you're implementing everything and a lot of it starts with you are working 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. And I don't think that's actually a bad approach because you need to get the job done. And no millionaires really, no really successful self-made people got to where they were by um, you know, only working four hours a day. It just, that is a, that is a fallacy. That is a myth. Uh, then you would determine, so if you're not in a building phase, then you might be in the systemizing and sustaining phase. So we've gotten our business to a point where it is now, it's now running. We have clients, we have revenue, we've hired some staff, and then we get into a phase where we are building our systems and we are making sure we can sustain and continue to grow, but we're not going to have significant loss from where we're at. And that's going to come through systemization. That's going to come through staffing. That's going to come through those things. Again, we're probably going to be working just as hard, if not even a little bit harder at this point, because building those systems takes time and building up your staff takes time. And if you are the one person show to have developed these things, then you need to be the one developing that staff. And if you're not doing it and you're just letting them develop themselves, then you are giving up control of some of the most important parts of your business. So this is, again, a point in time where we're going to be working at least eight hours a day on our business. Now, you might pick a day off here or a day off there, but you're going to be working a lot. And so how many hours should you be working if you're in a systemizing and sustaining phase? I would say at least eight hours a day. And I, you may not like hearing that. You may be like, man, Dan, you're telling me I need to work more. I, I am. I'm telling you, you need to work more if you need to get to that systemizing and sustaining point where your staff are really off and running and they understand the job. 
from there, you have to, de- if you're not there, you're, you kind of completed those stage, those stages, you have to determine, are you in a delegating and buying back your time phase? Now, if we're in a delegating and buying back our time phase, now we're at a point where we're trying to work less. We're trying to buy back more of our time and we're trying to delegate things out that we were doing in the building and systemizing phases. So if we're in this delegating and buying back our time phase, now the answer is you should be working, you know, as the number of hours you need to work. And and we're going to go into more details on this. But um, if you're in that phase, you're going to be trying to now decrease the amount of hours you're working. And you're going to do that by delegation and buying back time, having people taking on responsibilities for you. And there's a whole set of systems to buy back your time Um it, we can help you with that. It's also in a book written by Dan Martell, uh, absolutely phenomenal book. Uh, and it's kind of life-changing if you're at that point in your business where you're ready to start doing some of those things. Now, my next point with this is hard work reaps rewards. Um, and the fact of the matter is, this is ready for some Dan honesty here. Most gym owners are not actually working as hard as they think they are. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Most gym owners are not working as hard as they actually think they are. Okay. A lot of people say, I work 10 hours a day on my business. No, you don't. I'm just going to call BS on that. There are some people who do, but the vast majority do not. The vast majority may work, I'm using air quotes here, may work for 10 hours on their business. They may get up and they may sit in front of their computer for 10 hours, but they're not working. They're not working effectively. They're multitasking. So they're responding to an email, then they're answering a phone call, then they're messing around in Jackrabbit or iClass, then they're cruising Facebook and and posting on ASGA and reading all the tea, and then they're watching a video on YouTube, and then they're you know, getting on TikTok and scrolling, then they're looking at Instagram, then they're checking out their competitor for two hours to see what they're doing. You're not working. You're not working. You're not putting your nose down. You're not putting your phone down and you're not actually doing the work that's growing your business. You are probably in that 10 hours doing three hours of actual work. So you need to actually work hard and work efficiently to get the jobs done, get through those hustle phases faster and reap the rewards and actually get to a point where you're ready to start buying back your time. Now, that also goes to say a lot of owners could accomplish the same amount of things that they're doing in less time, which means you would have the option of either doing more with the time you're already working or decreasing the amount of hours you're working in a week. But it comes from the fact that you're working not efficiently. You're not planning out your day. You're not planning out your time. You're not being diligent with your calendar. You are allowing your business to run your life as opposed to you running your business and you running your own schedule. And so I say that to say, if you think you work really, really, really hard, then I don't want to, I don't want to burst your bubble, but you need to actually look at your day and see how many hours you're truly actually working. And I do this to myself. You've got to audit your time because 
I find myself, I fall into those same traps. You know, the more tabs you have open on your computer or the more distractions that you have, the more things that are eating up your time and making you inefficient in your work. So if you're constantly scrolling Facebook, you're constantly looking at TikTok videos, you're constantly doing those different things, you are not being productive. If you're changing tasks back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you are not being productive. You're not actually, you are working hard in the sense that you're working ineffectively and working ineffectively is hard, but you're not working hard in accomplishing the tasks you need to accomplish. So my third point is you should be working as many hours in a week as it takes to accomplish your goals. You have to determine the priority of those goals and what you will sacrifice and what you won't. I would highly suggest you sacrifice all of the BS nonsense first. What am I talking about with BS nonsense? Well, I've already referenced some of it, right? TikTok, uh, Facebook scrolling, all of those things. Can I, am I saying you can never get on TikTok or Facebook? No, but those would be the things I would spend the least amount of time on unless I'm doing it for work, unless I'm getting on Facebook to post an ad or to boost a post or to engage with some clients or something like that. I'm not going to be getting on Facebook. I don't even have a TikTok. I probably should. Uh, I know you can use it for business, but I don't have one because I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. Um, Sacrifice your time watching Grey's Anatomy for the 43rd time, right? You don't need to watch it again. You don't need to have it on in the background. I know it's tempting, but it's just a distraction and it's decreasing your focus. Listen to music. You can listen to music and you can work. It's very, very hard to watch a movie and work. The average American spends two hours a day watching Netflix. Two hours a day. That adds up really, really, really quick, right? You've basically lost an entire workday watching Netflix. Now, am I saying you can never watch a movie and never watch a show? No, I'm not saying that. Do I like to watch movies and TV shows? Yeah, I do. Um, I've actually gotten to a point though where it's now not almost not entertaining because I feel like I've consumed so much of the content. Um, I I need to switch. Like this is one of the things that I'm working on to switch to. No, I'm going to read at night again instead of you know putting on a TV show. I think I'll sleep better. I'll learn more. I'll be using my time more efficiently. But sacrifice that BS first. Don't be spending time doing those things. People are so quick to sacrifice time with their kids, sacrifice the workout, sacrifice cooking their food and just getting fast food and things like that. But then they don't sacrifice all the time they're wasting watching Netflix, playing video games, um, surfing social media and doing those kind of unproductive things. So time management is something that I talk about a lot and I'm continually trying to optimize my time. And many of you know, I left my full-time job, but the reality is, is when I left my full-time job in many ways, I didn't gain any more time back in my day. I'm still working generally speaking from around 5 AM to 9 30 PM on an average day. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm working every single one of those hours, though, but I generally am starting my day around 5 a.m., and I plan my day. Like, the entire day is planned out by the hour of I'm doing these things during this hour, and I don't deviate from that. And I'm currently in the process of trying to even squeeze more juice out of that, so I am accomplishing 
things that I would accomplish in a day in less time. And then I'm doing that multiple times throughout my day. So I'm increasing my productivity. I'm increasing the number of things that I'm getting done because I'm I'm squeezing the lemon a little bit tighter and I'm getting a little bit more juice out of that so I can get more out of my day. So then I can be more efficient with my time and I can be more efficient with my time off. So I've learned over the past six months really how to carve out times for my non-negotiables and put them into my schedule. Like I, my workout is literally listed in my calendar. When I want to have time with the kids, I put it in my calendar. I don't allow myself to compromise on those things because I put them in my calendar and then I stick to them. If you need help with this, you need help planning, then you really need to get into the academy. Like you've just got to get into it. It's something that we can help you with. It's something you need a partner with, something you need someone to help hold you accountable on. It is not an easy thing to do. You're you're really changing a major habit um, if you've been working ineffectively. So get some help, get a coach, get someone in your corner to help you out. So as you leave the podcast, what I want you to do is I first want you to determine what phase you are at in your business. Are you at the building phase? Are you at the systemizing and sustaining phase? Or are you at the delegating and buying back your time phase? And the reality is, is that you may go back and forth. You may have been in the delegating and buying back your time phase a year ago, but now you're back to systemizing and sustaining, or you may have fallen all the way back to building. Or maybe you're launching a new business and you're in a building phase for that one, but you're in the delegating and buying back your time for your other business. You need to determine what you're, what phase you're in. And you also need to determine what your goals are for your business, which may again change your phase. So are you at a point where your goals in your business are to spend less time in it? If that is your goal, then that may change what phase you're in. But if you're at a point where you're like, I want to take this thing to 1.5 million in revenue, or I want to take this thing to 2 million in revenue, well, then you may not be in a delegating, buying back your time phase. You may be in a systemizing and sustaining, or you're in a building phase because you're trying to crush your revenue goals. Now, those things may start to blend together because as you try and get to those really lofty goals, you can't do it by yourself, but you need to determine what your goals are for your business and write them down and post them up somewhere and then work toward them aggressively. So if that is only work five hours, in the gym, then you need to put that into your, post that up somewhere, put that in your calendar and work toward it diligently. If you are looking to get to, you know, 2 million in revenue in your gym, then you need to put that up somewhere and you need to work toward that diligently. You've got to be focused on those goals and those things that you're trying to get to and using those to keep you motivated and determining how much you're working in a given week. Um, If that is your goal, then You need to work towards that. Um, But just know that the amount of focus that you give your business is going to directly correlate to the success of your business. This, uh, This fallacy that there's all these entrepreneurs out there who spend all their time vacationing and never working on their business is... uh, in my opinion, it's not super true. I have not talked to many super successful business owners uh, that actually live that life. Uh, There are a few here or there, but even then, those are people who spent 
years and years just grinding and working hard. Um, so you've got to figure out kind of where you're at and how that correlates to what your goals are and figure out what amount of work makes sense for where you're at in your business and where you want to be going. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're looking for other great content, you've got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Great content, great guy, good conversation. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you share it with someone who needs to hear it, who needs to be determining how much they should be working in their business. And with that, we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.